3: That's stamps.com. Code Program.
4: Hello ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble on Football Ramble Daily. My name is Marcus Speller.
1: My name is Jivin Jim Campbell. I'm Luke Moore. <laughs> and I'm Pete
3: Donaldson.
4: Well, hello everybody. Jiving Jim Campbell has got a little story to tell everybody because he wasn't jiving the other day when he fell down his stairs at home. Yeah, I mean, I think
1: you've told everyone the story there, mate. Uh, <laughs> That's I, it, yeah. I can fill it in with a little bit of colour though. I got up to go to the bathroom in the morning, so I'm just in my pants. Uh, slipped on the way down, didn't I? I landed on my coccyx uh, like Tracy Jordan, uh, and uh, yeah, it's it, two days later, really painful. So. Mm. I'm I'm actually making quite a big sacrifice by sitting down for you guys mm-hmm. today because it is uh, it is rubbing.
2: Are you sitting on a big, um, um, pregnant lady donut they give yes. you when you're pregnant? <laughs> no, but I should yes, get one of those. Yes, I think so. Ah. Well, well done, Jim.
4: Appreciate that sacrifice. Mm. You're welcome. Um, gentlemen, this upside, You know these these days we, we we're desperate for any football news. <laughs> and when you hear the headline. That uh, Kevin Keegan could be brought back to Newcastle United, Uh, if the takeover happens, you just think to yourself, ah, that's just the ticket. (laughs) It is in an ambassadorial role, we should say, because I think I suddenly got ridiculously excited and thought, no, they surely, surely they can't, and obviously I think
5: they've they've listened to Saudi. behind this investment fund they have listened to our show from a week or two ago pete's yep. impassioned plea and the rest of us just kind of talking about it and they've thought we've got to win these guys over yeah. <laughs> how yeah. are we going to win these guys oh. over just go back through the archive <laughs> find out what they like and they've brought they just chuck kevin keegan in the mix and yep. all of a sudden i'm uh-huh. fully in support of it
2: <laughs> but to be honest in any situation where a manager loses his job at a football club, every now and again, the kind of uh, the, the 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 person who's like up in in the uh, posh seats, the ambassador, yeah. he might come in and take over. He might sit in the dugout, Chris Hughton style, uh, Joe Kinnear style. You know, they, these these people get their job their, their chances eventually. So he might actually become the manager one day.
1: So you're hoping for a third coming? No, I I, 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 I'm. 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 I'm really not. I'm just worried
2: that he might have like diplomatic immunity, like, because because like, oh,
1: right. cause cause, like the, <laughs> the,
2: the, the Saudi diplomats in London are apparently the most consistent lawbreakers uh, uh, amongst the yeah, whole okay. of the Middle Eastern envoys. Yeah. They are always drink driving. They're always getting into trouble. But they just go, "Hey, I'm a diplomat," so uh, Kevin Keegan could get away with all kinds of nonsense, <laughs> stealing crockery. Yeah. Oh, he'd be in nicking stuff. I'm a diplomat. Leave me alone. Yeah, but let's
4: be honest, Pete. He'd be the, he'd be the first diplomat to get
1: arrested, wouldn't he? <laughs> he would. He really, really would. I love this. It's like, the, it's like the TakeOver team have hired a PR agency for, like, half an hour. <laughs> like, giving them no time at all Google. to come up with something. It's like, uh, uh, get Keegan in. Yeah, get Keegan in. <laughs> Big flags, Keegan. <laughs> Who's
2: screwing up their water bottle there? <laughs> Sorry, that was... <laughs> Oi, that was me with the Nalgene. Right. Just leave it open, right? <laughs> I know we're obsessed with germs at the moment, but just leave the bloody thing open because all you ever hear on the Football Ramble is a Nalgene bottle getting unscrewed and screwed as if your precious water's going to get attacked by unknown forces. Just leave it open, Luke. <laughs> it's water, mate. It comes from the fucking sea. Fish pissing in I it. Told my
5: wife,
1: <laughs> I told my wife it's water.
5: <laughs> <Could> you uh... <laughs>
1: Can you speak like that for the rest of the show? It's All very right enjoyable then. hearing yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> I've known you for a decade, Pete, and I'm still no closer to understanding the things that set you up. Yeah, no. sweet, isn't it? Oh. Oh, Jim, the
5: other day, Pete got really annoyed because he got like, properly one of the most annoyed I've ever seen him at the idea of people who are fans of comedy shows asking if some of the jokes were ad-libbed. They genu- Jim
2: Jim <laughs> gen- honestly eighty percent of and I, I reckon this is true eighty percent of the world's population genuinely believe that a comedy show is made like this you turn up with a lot of cameras and some funny guys and they just ad lib a comedy show and then a week later you've got a
1: comedy uh, yeah. episode
2: and that's how it's done that's how it's yeah, done I, actually there's no writers of course I it have- is.
1: Someone I once respected said that he figured with faulty towers, they just did the whole episode in one take because the energy was so high, <laughs> like as in like one shot. I didn't realise
4: you. I didn't realise you respected me, Jim. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, Law as I am, Marcus Beller to, to wrestle control of the show and then wrestle it back to football. Did you see that someone had <laughs> stolen a uh, wooden, um, like uh, sold sign? You know the ones you find outside a house, um, uh, and they just yes. jammed it into the um, into the hedge outside St James. It's very enjoyable. Sold.
5: Oh. I like the idea that That's that's how some people think that the housing property market works. So yeah. if you can get hold of one of those, yeah. they must think that one of those signs costs like a million quid. If you find yeah. one and you put it in a property, yeah. that's yours. That's how it works. Yeah, I, yeah.
4: yeah. you declare it. It's yours. <laughs> I feel sorry for the house that, that it was stolen from because people will be still turning up for viewings, won't they? Well, they
2: shouldn't be, Marcus. You sound like the man at my university who <laughs> told me off for of stealing one. <laughs> Yeah. Knock.
5: There's no, no you, way, we... Pete Donaldson. You've only stole one of those in your career, ever. One. Shut up. Uh, I,
2: I, yeah, <laughs> I was. I was nearly. I was nearly suspended from university for 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 being involved in a heist that I wasn't really involved in. So, you know, wild times. Can we hear more about this. Please? I, I, I was accused of something i was I, I had no part in uh, and uh, imagine Which how was? angry I usually get when i 'm accused of something i
1: have done well <laughs> <Thermonuclea>. <laughs> if you had nothing to do with it why don 't you tell us what it was <laughs> yeah. Yeah, someone had just
2: stolen the loads <laughs> of shit out and' they'd stolen like uh, uh bollards for sale for sold signs, and just stuck them yeah, all in I the uh, in in the university um a common room, and I had nothing yeah. to do with it.
5: And that's a heist, is it, in your world? That's a <laughs> heist. Well, well,
2: well, the thing is, I did kick open a door to look at the monstrosity, and that was the crime that I was accused of. I mean, I'd done that bit of it. Um, So that was... <laughs> I'd, I'd broken a lock by kicking a door open. So, I mean, in that case, yeah. breaking and entering... Yeah, legally, I am yeah. liable for punishment. But I was just saying to the ex-policeman who ran the security services for our university that he's out of order... <laughs> And he's not
1: yeah. up my badge. You admit <laughs> that you did the break-in part of the break-in, yeah. But I Feel that you shouldn't be, yeah, held responsible. Well, he
2: sort of had me up as some kind of right. Oliver Twist kind of character who sort of like you know was involved in the whole thing. Look, university stories and hijinks—they're always boring, but in this case, it did you, involve you me. You started this. I'm just saying, I didn't do nothing, <laughs> Copper, and you're not going to get me for it.
5: Peter, could I also just say? Uh... A couple of things on here, a couple of things. One is that you are very much more the Artful Dodger than Oliver Twist. Right. (laughs) Number two, um, it sounds to me... That you are, that you are, just more annoyed that you didn't be able to, you weren't able to enjoy the spoils of war <laughs> rather than uh, anything else, because you kicked the door in, but you didn't get any of the sweet spoils. Yeah. that's what you're annoyed with. And the third point, and the final point, is that everyone else knows exactly what life you've led since that day. And if the <laughs> cap fits, wear it, my friend.
2: Okay, bad boy for life. Is that what you're saying?
5: Yeah, yeah, okay.
2: yeah. wear it. Cool.
4: Well, I think ultimately that's the case with you.
2: Yeah, in many ways, I am worse than the Saudi government <laughs> when it comes to my, my, hist- my historical I, you know war what? crimes. Do you know what, Pete? I'm going to have to jump in and say, I don't think in many
4: ways, in a few ways, I would concede, but don't be too harsh on yourself. Yeah, mate. But yeah. as Luke said earlier, with with regards to this um, proposed takeover, because obviously at the term of recording, it hasn't happened, they have responded strongly with bringing in Keegan. Keegan is, is being used as a, a, a political soft pawn, isn't he?
2: Oh, it's soft power, Marcus, all he over. and He is the softest of yeah. all powers. His disciplinary <laughs> uh, records in Newcastle <laughs> United, my words. Players used to get away with all kinds of stuff. You, you'd be in the dressing room, apparently, and Tino would have uh, Keegan's jacket on and he'd be conducting the team talk. Unbelievable, things. <laughs> Wow. Did that did that confuse Rob Lee?
5: <laughs> probably. He's probably wearing one of his own condoms. Maybe um when he's paraded on the pitch as the new ambassador a Leeds player comes on and punches him in the face. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh dearie me.
5: Well yeah, so we we look
4: forward to uh, to Keegan returning uh to Newcastle even if it is under the uh, the new ownership. But there we are. We will wait and see mm. for that to play itself. Or oh, maybe Keegan though as the, as the, actually, they've tried to play the Keegan card. Hmm. Surely that is the thing that will scupper the deal somehow. Is it too early? It's too early. The Keegan card, yeah. is, isn't it? That's the cherry we, on top, or it scuppers it. Yeah, I think that if there's one man who
1: can unintentionally derail this bid, <laughs> it is Kevin Keegan, especially in an ambassadorial role where he's not, he won't have many fixed duties. So he'll just be left to his own devices. He'll get in all kinds of scrapes. Hmm. Yeah.
4: Well, it's something to look forward to either way. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, have you seen that the uh, Eredivisie has been declared null and void in uh, in the Netherlands?
1: Yes. I, I think that's harsh on it. I know <laughs> it's not the league it once was, but you know, it's still got some value. No need to just stop it altogether. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Well, just I mean, by that
4: rationale, Jim, does that put a bit of pressure on the Scottish Premiership? I suppose it does. But, <laughs> uh, but, uh, maybe. but there will be no relegation or title awarded in the Eredivisie this season, but the current standings will decide which teams qualify for Europe, which should keep those pencil-pushing suits at UA for happy, Luke, shouldn't it? Because they, they were very concerned about qualification for European places. The Dutch seem to have found a way.
5: Yeah, sorry. I was just rapidly um, trying to remember if we talked about this on the continent on Thursday or not, which now feels mm-hmm. to me like it was about three months ago. Um, yeah. So I can't remember if we did. And as a result, I can't remember what we said if we did. But... Um, I, I I've been pretty encouraged by um the way that Iax have have dealt with it they've been quite um quite reasonable about it I think it does show again as we've said a number of times that that, that football is just operating within the framework it's been given by the respect, respective governments. And um, UEFA have set these things out to say that if the if worst comes to worst, you must do this so we know what's happening next season. I understand that. Uh, I'll tell you who's had an absolute touch out of it <laughs> is your friend and mine, Party Boy Pards. <laughs> 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 oh, yes. <laughs>
4: oh, yes. Because
5: he was seven points from safety with eight games to play. Yeah. And as sure as... Uh, seagulls follow the trawler, (laughs) there was straight away (laughs) swirling around a rumour, which I have to say for legal reasons, uh, that Alan has since denied and cleared up, but there was a rumor that came out straight away that the big man's getting a hundred grand for avoiding relegation. Oh, um, hello, it's a particularly rich, even for Alan, who who has said to be fair to him, he has said that you know that's not true, and if it, it contractually it's, it's it's it has to be given, it will be given back to the club and to a to a to a charity, which is absolutely the right thing to do. But <laughs> he was very um, clear about seven, that. Listen, listen, seven points from safety with eight games to play, and you're not being relegated because of some. Mad event. I mean, some, some obviously tragic, yeah. but quite, quite unpredictable event. I wonder what that means for Alan, the future of Alan's uh, managerial career at Den Haag.
2: Well, he's still under contract at Newcastle, so he's going to go
1: back to Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fine. It's, it's a Dutch touch, isn't it? He's had a Dutch touch.
5: <laughs> Absolutely. Speaking of that, right, that's, that's a really good way of describing the movie that we're going to talk about later. A Dutch touch.
4: Yeah. <laughs> right, come on. Uh, yeah, I, I I did quite like the um, the bottom of the league side R K Walwick, w- I think it's pronounced or Warwick. Val- I think it's Valvik. Mm. Is it Valvik? Is it? Thank you, cousins. Yeah, um, yeah they yeah. they avoided almost certain relegation because of the decision. And the managing director said about the the Dutch football association, uh, the Dutch football association, the KNVB, Val-Veik. said they've made <laughs> yeah <laughs> they've made the decision we hoped for this afternoon. I love
1: that. Completely yeah. <laughs> unequivocal. <laughs> this is what we wanted. He has a fantastic <laughs> name as well. It's called Frank Van Mosselveld. Very enjoyable. That's amazing. Mm.
5: The best part of big about big um pard's um statement it's a couple of sentences i just want to draw people's attention to right the first one is of course there is relief but modesty is appropriate at this moment <laughs> and the, the second one is although it is important that our club stays where it belongs we count our blessings and understand the frustrations of camber and de two clubs who look like they were mm. certain to be promoted into the top flight so you know joking aside it's funny when you think of Pardew saying things like that in terms of modesty is appropriate, uh, <laughs> because all I think about is that gif of him dancing the FA Cup final. Yeah, yeah, um, yes. But in a Dutch modesty, yeah, exactly. But Camber and uh, De Graafschap uh, can consider themselves to be very hard done by. But as we keep talking about, it's all about the least fair option, isn't it? Not the mm. most fair option, the least unfair option. So um, yeah. yeah, least unfair to make that absolutely. You know, I, clear. Think,
4: <laughs> I think I think that this will be the way that other European leagues go because it. It keeps UEFA happy, and I do understand the whole European places for next season, if indeed next season is, is a regular season, as the months go by, it seems less likely, but there we are, we'll wait and see for that. But they've they've sorted out the European places, should keep UEFA happy. It is very frustrating for the teams who are going for promotion, of course. I did find, I mean, as you say, Luke, Ajax have been quite uh, quite sort of relaxed about the whole thing with their CEO and former Fulham goalkeeper Edwin van der Sar saying you know we understand this we wanted to win the league blah 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 but that is for a side who win the league quite regularly whereas AZ Alkmaar who um, were second on goal difference were a little bit more pissed off but I I think that that seems to be the way that this will probably go I know the Germans and now the Italians uh, are, are going to start training soon and try and squeeze a bit of football in but I think this is probably going to be
5: the way forward, I think it is, and I think it it shows that um again they're just the clubs the the football leagues are are very much at the mercy of what's happening in the respective countries in terms of how the pandemic has been dealt with and how badly it's been hit um they're restricted in a in a big way uh, It's great news that Italians might be coming back training um It looks like German football might be back as well next month, which is fantastic. There's a meeting about that uh, at the end of this month. Um, but yeah, so that it will be. It will vary across uh, Europe by country, and that's why UEFA has got such a challenge.
2: I, I just think it's sort of really positive to start contrast uh, in Europe how silly borders are because it's sort of like right in, in 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 the Netherlands we're going to be doing this, and then in Germany we're going to be doing something completely different, and then in yeah, yeah. Belgium we're going to be doing this, and in Scotland we're going to be doing this, <laughs> hmm. and then in England we're going to be. It's just like it's mad, isn't it? Countries are mad. It, it blows my oh, damn mind. Put
5: down, John Lennon. You disgusting <laughs> just hippie. Bring Bring it all together.
2: <laughs> Bring back Pangea, baby.
5: Yeah, love
4: a bit. Go of and Pangea. do your national yeah. service. You beat it. <laughs> yeah. No hey, way. I, I, do you think though that will certain clubs in the Premier League see this and and maybe in Liverpool <laughs> they'll say, well, actually, we, we we're testing everybody. So can we just have one more home game, please? You know, <laughs> just to get us over the line. Yeah, <laughs> could, happen. Um, could happen. Oh, speaking of Liverpool, Jurgen Klopp apparently has uh, had a chat with Kylian Mbappe's father to discuss young Kylian's future. He's obviously not heard, or he's he's got a blatant disregard for the rumours linking (laughs) Kylian Mbappe now to Newcastle. Um, But the (laughs) price tag for Mbappe could be be as high as £250 million, some suggest, although in the current uh, uh, climate, who knows what what that'll be. But Klopp, um, I, I mean... I, I I quite like the idea of Klopp sort of phoning someone's dad, saying, "Come on, you know, get involved." But he yeah. he obviously realises that at the moment Liverpool are at the peak of their powers, probably since the eighties. You'd argue, you know, European yeah. champions yeah, and effectively sure. champions of England. So why not give Kylian Mbappe's dad a quick call, eh?
1: Yeah, I think he's played a
4: blinder
2: here. Isn't Bappe's dad like in in any way aware of like tapping up? Like, is is this not a tapping up situation to do it with, through the dad? I don't know. Can you tap up a dad? Well, <laughs> you know,
1: I don't know I mean, unless um unless his dad's his agent, I'm not sure of the. Well, uh, his, da- his dad is he is, is, he, is he is represented
5: by hmm. his uh, hmm. his relatives, but um, Pete. Still, I think there is a a. Um, a little bit of a case to answer there perhaps, but that depends on whether you think that the the, the laws and the rules are fit for purpose because if you look at um, Patrice Mertons at Napoli, which I think, Marcus, you want to come onto in a wee bit, he's out of contract in June, yeah. so I think he's free to talk to whoever he wants. But I do think the protocol, the problem is these rules change all the time, but as far as I'm aware, the protocol is you should approach the club first. Yeah,
2: can I talk to your dad but-
5: it, get your dad, yeah, get but your dad I, I on don't, the line. I don't, I don't think it's just a case of <laughs> saying, hello, I'm a friend of your dad's. Can you put your dad on? I don't think that's happening. <laughs> I think, I, he is his he licensed representative. Yeah,
2: I'm your uncle, Jürgen um, Klopp here. And I want to say hello to you. Yeah, dad.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, think, I really think he's played a blinder here, Klopp, because he's very, very aware that if you are a dad who is into football, Klopp mm. is the number one dad crush. Yeah. Like absolutely, yeah. I don't think there's anyone in football that a dad would rather be mates with. Oh, right. So he's mm. aware of his own pulling power and and yeah. has, has used it.
4: What about what about Neymar senior? I think he'd be a tough <laughs> oh, enough track. To no, because like, he lets
5: himself, he lets himself down just by doing whatever the fuck he wants yeah. whenever he wants.
1: He's a bit Mar- yeah. Meghan Markle's dad, isn't he?
3: <laughs> he's a wild man. Yeah, well,
1: he is. He lets he lets Neymar miss games to go and flirt with his own sister on her birthday consistently. <laughs> it's really oh, weird. I it's really One of my favourite
2: stories in football. That that weird stuff. Oh, I love it.
1: Really bizarre.
5: <laughs> Peter, that is that is that is by some measure the most excited I've heard you on this show oh, for a few months. Oh, mate, so.
2: that that yeah, it's like uh, the Boardwalk Empire. Boardwalk Empire. <laughs> That bloke who who sleeps, there's mum. Right,
5: cool. Oh, for goodness sake, Peter. Oh, what? We're allowed
2: to skirt around the idea of incest, but if I put a name on it. (laughs) If I'm in the six (laughs) yard box, I I put it away. It's a problem, is it? Right, okay, sorry.
5: I I think that, Peter, I think it's never been clearer how much you desperately need a garden at this difficult time. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah.
5: Um, can I make a semi-serious point about um, about Liverpool, Marcus? Because you started off by saying you know, they're in that, that amazing position of power. Mm. And one of the things that typified the great Man uh, United side of the 90s and beyond in the Premier League was that they obviously famously uh, recruited from a position of strength because they, mm. they were able to get better deals. They felt like they didn't need to make bad decisions out of desperation, et cetera, et cetera. And I wonder if Klopp is, is – I mean, it's all it's all – sort of dealt out with a healthy dose of, of of cynicism because of course I'm of the opinion that people need desperately need traffic to their websites and to their newspapers and all the rest of it and so when there's no football you know a Kylian Mbappe Jurgen Klopp shaped story with 250 mm. million quid attached to it does tend <laughs> to get people clicking away mm. um, but if Klopp is going down that road of, uh, along with the Liverpool hierarchy, strengthening him from a position of strength already, that bodes very, very badly for the rest of the Premier League. Yeah. to be honest, I like yeah. I like the fact really... that Killian
2: Mbappe appears to be the only Killian in football, which is just enjoyable.
5: What other Killians? Only... Oh, because it's it's, it's it's a French variation of on Cillian. the Irish name, yeah, yeah. right? a like, so Killian Murphy, yes. for example.
2: Mm. There's got to be a Killian football player. I I can't think of one. Yeah, I'll find out. Let let him play for Killian oh. Marnock. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Kilian, yeah. um, I, 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 well, there's the, the speculation over Sadio Mane's future, which again was attached to this article. So I, I totally get what you're saying, Luke, about sort of clickbaiting. So, but Mbappe's name has been linked to Liverpool previously. Oh, hang on, think, you guys.
5: Sorry to cut in, want? Marcus, but. Um... Aidan and Torgan Hazard's got a brother called Killian who plays for Circle Bruges. There
2: you go. Are wow. we having that? You like there a, you go. It's like a top
5: league. He was at Chelsea
2: for a bit. Oh well. Oh, they always, Yeah, but that always happens, doesn't it? Your brother, your brother, rocks on. Yeah. Yeah. They get a couple of. Uh, they get a loan move, and then they just disappear. Just bring my brother. I'm going to make. Um,
5: I'm going to make Andy Brassel do 45 minutes on Killians in <laughs> football on Thursday. <laughs>
4: Good. Great.
3: Yeah.
4: No, I think. Uh, I, I think if Mane was to leave Liverpool. Which I mean, I'd be surprised if he if he did. It's a weird move, isn't it? I think who's in he been Buffett, linked with, Marcus? Well, I don't know. It just I think he's probably just people are suggesting he's assessing his options. You know, he's. He, I was about to say he hasn't. He you know he's won a lot there, but you know there is <laughs> he hasn't got the Premier League winners medal yet. Yeah. You know,
5: maybe he's just not getting the money that he thinks he deserves. He's got a he's got a big contract. He he's he signed one not that long ago. He's in right. he's in,
4: under contract for another three years. I, I'd be surprised if he left. I mean, there could be sort of family reasons. I, I I don't know. But if he was to leave, I think Mbappe would be a good replacement.
2: <laughs> yeah, not, he wouldn't be too
5: bad, no, would he? Well, I don't he wouldn't yeah. kick <laughs> him out of think There's <laughs> <laughs>
2: really anyone in the world that
4: doesn't apply
5: to right. Oh yeah, go on then. I tell you Ooh.
2: what. Tell you what. Go on then.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where would you put Pete? All jo- all joking aside. Where would you I like, put him you in Newcastle see... side? Yeah,
2: um, I would farm him out. <laughs> farm him out on the left. <laughs> the Jo
5: Linton. That's where he's going to play. <laughs> at Liverpool. Look,
2: look the Joel Linton project is not over for me. All right, so we need him in the number nine, fox in the box kind of situation. Mbappe on the left. Lovely old job.
5: Can I? Can I just love? Mm. I, just, I just say I love the idea of the takeover going through. I don't love the idea of that, but just in, in, for the purposes of this, uh, this, this discussion, the takeover goes through. Um, They've got um Big Sven as the manager because yeah, he might as well sniff out a uh, sniff out a uh, a contract, mm. Sven. And wow. um the first meeting Sven has with Killian Mbappe is an hour long uh meeting face to face about how he's got to fight for his place <laughs> uh ahead of uh ahead of Joel Linton because <laughs> yeah. Joel Linton was an investment made personally by the chairman. Christian Atsu. Uh the last chairman. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying the names of the other players makes me laugh. <laughs> if, the, <laughs> if the Saudis
4: brought in Sven as manager, that would really compromise my, you know, stance against these sort of uh, horrible takeovers and all this kind of stuff. I'd be like, oh man, you really are trying to trying to make me dance to my own tune. Uh, Frank Lampard apparently has made direct contact with Drees Mertens with a possible move to Chelsea. Frank Lampard, he's not messing around. He's not phoning Drees's father. Or anything like that, he's going straight to the man himself. Napoli's top scorer of all
1: time, Jim Campbell. Could he provide goals for Chelsea? That's the question. You would think so. Yeah, he's he's, he's 32, isn't he now? Big Dries. But mm. I'd like to see him in the Premier League because I think he's a very good player. Likeable chap too. Um, although, obviously, ideally, they don't want him to strengthen Chelsea. Although, actually, if they sign him, maybe they'll stop trying to sign Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang like everyone <laughs> is. Like, like absolutely everyone is. I think he might have kicked his last ball for Arsenal, you know? <laughs> You're going to have to,
4: lock, a lot of other clubs are going to have to sign a lot of people. It's like a Rubik's Cube with Aubameyang. You
1: know, that blocks yeah. the Chelsea thing. But then you've got yeah. all the other clubs that are supposedly yeah. interesting. But I think Dries Mertens would, be, would would add a lot to them. They are a little, um they're a little light up top, aren't they? Obviously, Tammy Abraham has done very, very well. but um, Giroud is, is quite underrated. But I think there is space in there for somebody like him, especially with that sort of experience. What do you think? Yeah, I I think he'd be a good signing. I mean, but I know what you mean. He's he's not
4: as young as he was, but of course, none of us are. But I, I, with 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 the sort of style Chelsea play under Lampard, I I think I think he'd be decent. I think could see him linking with the likes of Mount and and well, if Ann stays, I know there was chat about him sort of two or three year deals and so on. And we know he looks
5: fantastic in blue as well. Mm, I think that's a big consideration. Mm, mm. That's key, isn't it? Yeah, and for exactly. for me, it's it's an interesting situation, chiefly because he, obviously he's out of contract, so um he, they can they be able to get him um with, without a transfer without a transfer fee. But in 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 that season under Surrey, where they eventually came third, 16-17, where he just smashed the goals and he scored about thirty five goals. Um, that was when he was at his absolute peak. I don't. I don't know if he's at his peak now. I'm going to get Andy yeah. to do a bit more of a deep dive on him on Thursday. Yeah. But with that three, with that four three three, they've played a lot this season. Chelsea. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he could. He could surely be play playing one of the wider forward positions mm-hmm. of that and and and, and uh, of that three. And Marcus, I think you're right. I, th- I think what you alluded to there about the fact that he might be a, a replacement for Willian could well be the case. Right.
4: Yeah, I think, but he can play down the middle as well. I think he's quite versatile. Not
5: in the, do you reckon in the, in the Prem, do you reckon? Well, no, but I,
4: I'm saying that's
5: where he's... I reckon that's tougher in the Premier
4: League. Yeah, but that's where he's primarily played mm-hmm. for Napoli. And defences tend to be a bit stingier in, in Serie A, as we know. So mm. I think that he would be a player that you could you could try out. And he's very experienced and, and knows where the goal is. I think he'd be a good asset. I don't, know what you mean. I don't think... It's not the type of forward where he comes in and you think, ah... He's going to get twenty goals, and he's going to help really push Chelsea on. You know, it wouldn't be as if they signed a Bamingang or somebody like that. But, but I think he would be a good player. He would be a good addition. Do you think experienced player around the? You're gone,
2: Pete. Uh, do you think that like Frank Lampard's obviously his entire Chelsea experience, uh, or, or certainly in the most successful years uh, in the in the in the Blues, um, has been? Where they've had quite experienced forwards, and 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 I think with with Juice Mertens, like the young, he has got a very young squad, and people talk about how young, young and inexperienced the squad is. So like these kind of characters, so important to have in 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 the dressing room, uh, but also mm-hmm. on the pitch, is showing you know forward players how to bloody move and how to attack and how to you know yeah. beat the last man and stuff. He's not going to be beating many last men, that's, that's made that very clear. But you know, just powering <laughs> through into the uh, into the box. Yeah.
4: No, I I know, I know what you're saying. I think I think in European competition, you know, his experience would certainly help as well. Drogba
2: 2. Drogba. Drogba 2. He's Drogba 2. Experience, power. I thought you were
4: saying I get he goals. Is. I thought you were saying get Drogba back too and I was a bit like well, <laughs> I, I, think...
5: I think I think I think it's hard to think it's hard to think of a of someone with a different with a more different physical profile the, to did do. Yeah, Drogba, yeah, <laughs> Drogba,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. The, yeah. Drogba, yeah. He's got oh, the same
2: dear. age. That's what I'm saying.
4: <laughs> he does, he does. Uh, gentlemen, I'd like to uh, bring to your attention Barcelona, who announced recently that they would be selling uh, the naming rights to their stadium for the first time ever since the new Camp opened in 1957. And they're going to donate the revenue to fighting uh, coronavirus. So it's, it's quite a, a worthy cause, you, you mm. would think. Um, now, the club have given the naming rights to the Barca Foundation, who will find a sponsor for the 2020-2021 season. Now, this is where it takes a bit of a
5: twist. Well, because Real Madrid have bid. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that would be great, wouldn't it?
5: We'll give you 100 million to court the Santiago Bernabeu. Spots direct.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mike Atting's involved. Yeah. That'd be amazing. He's got a pocket full so of money. A loser bowl. A <laughs> yeah. yeah.
5: loser bowl.
1: 300 million I'll 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 spend on
3: that. Well, actually, oh, Marcus,
1: you are you are a great one for an accidental, adorable typo. And in the running order, you did initially put New Camp as boob camp. <laughs> so, mm, <laughs> I thought it was a joke. So maybe consider that. Yeah, accidental.
4: Um, well, Mike Tyson's billionaire business partner, Alky David, I think it's pronounced Alky, it could be al but I'm going to go with Alky David, says he'd love to name the stadium after their cannabis company. Now, if you were a representative of Barcelona... And someone phoned up and said, "Hi, it's Alki David here. I'd like my cannabis company to uh, to get involved with the
1: navy rights." I'm not sure how seriously <laughs> you <Okay>. take that. <laughs> Marcus. That is a sentence that keeps. Giving doesn't it? Let's recap this. Mike Tyson's billionaire business partner Alki David says he'd love to name the Barcelona stadium after their cannabis company. Just keeps going that. Yeah, he's a he's a, a he's a he's a he's a
2: Greek billionaire. I think he was involved very heavily in the uh, Coca yeah. Cola company back in uh, back in the day. But he's a man That's who right. uh, he's a man who paid fifty million dollars. $50 million uh, after being uh, found guilty of sexual battery in the workplace. Birds of a feather, him and, oh, no. uh, him and the old boxer, <laughs> isn't it? It's just, that's what you want around oh, no. your club, old uh, uh, Barcelona, because obviously, you know, yeah. they've got this kind of like big thing about being a community club and all that stuff, yada, yada, yada. Bring him in. Weed. Sexual battery. <laughs> rape. We'll have it. Lovely.
4: Yeah. Well, yeah. Alki David was that... <laughs> Alki David. Alki Dave was asked whether he thought it'd be a good look for Barcelona to be involved with a cannabis company. and David simply replied, that remains to be seen. The world is born on ideas.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, we've all been to the new camp. Yeah. And there is a lot of cannabis in it at all times. <laughs> so actually... It, <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's actually weirdly quite a good fit on that level. Yeah. Mm.
4: Yeah. Well, there we are.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's go for a quick break.
0: Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to
3: pop the question?
0: Welcome
4: back to the football ramble on Football Ramble Daily, everybody. Luke, what's happening on
5: Patreon? Well, those listening on Friday will remember we ran a competition for our oh. Patreon subscribers with our friends at Toshiba, has a chance to win a very, very nice Toshiba uh, HD 4K TV. We dished out three of them. We said, and I am delighted to to announce that the following three people. Are recipients of a Toshiba TV each. So pin your ears back. Here we go. Joel Penn. Go on, Joel. Do you want to give him a round of yeah, applause next on, time, yeah, Joel Penn? So. Yeah. yeah. Go on, okay. Next up, Russ Wren. Russ Wren. Oh. Good name, Russ Good Wren. Name. Good Big name. Big Wren. And finally, last but by no means least, probably the name of the lot, Jim Arrowsmith. Oh, oh yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
5: Well,
3: I Love mean. that, yeah. Pete.
1: Not heard that since the days of One-Eyed Willie.
5: We'll be in touch with, um, with you guys, Russ, Jim and Joel. Thank you very much for being Patreon subscribers. Enjoy your new TVs. I'm sure there'll be new uh, competitions to come in months to come, but do sign up to Patreon at patreon.com forward slash football day. There's loads of great content on there for your $5 or your $10 or whatever you're committed to uh, spending. So it's worth it anyway, but we'll try and run a competition or two again between uh, now and, and whenever in the coming months. That's all thanks to our friends at Toshiba. Thank you very much to them as well. That's the Patreon update.
4: Lovely. Now, Peter, before you drop those emails, you've got a little announcement, haven't you?
2: Full of announcements this show. I mean, we said there's no there's no football, but we still managed to finish fill uh, fifty uh, minutes every week. So don't worry about it, guys. Um, <laughs> I want you guys to keep an eye on our socials uh, this week at Football Ramble on uh, Twitter and our Instagram as well. Um, <clears throat> we've had a bit of a collaboration. Uh, we've got a collaboration video uh, going up between us and the uh, boys over uh, at IGN UK, Josh Scrabbles and uh, Simon Cardi. I have been basically going through a virtual Football Manager-based England uh, tournament in Euro 2020. Uh, So basically, they're going to be playing the games. We're going to be commentating on them here at Football Ramble daily. uh, And we're going to be putting a link up very, very soon indeed. So keep an eye. Uh, That's at Football Ramble on uh, Twitter. Uh, It's a lot of fun. I did a couple of uh, uh, um, videos with uh, Luke. And I think Marcus, you did some with Jim. We got Jules in there. We got Andy Brassel as Mm -hmm. well. And uh, I think the lads were genuinely uh, surprised at how much... Certainly, uh, Marcus Speller disapproved of anybody touching his beloved England, even on Football Manager.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah, I, I heard them say that. I didn't quite know what that. I appreciated that they made Sven the manager, not Gareth Southgate. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. Well, I, I'm not sure what they meant by it. Jim. Do you remember the, the ones who we were commenting on the sort of ta- was it tactical decisions or something?
2: Hmm.
1: Um, I, I can't remember you being particularly negative, Marcus, but then, uh, as Pete points out, you, you are so beholden to, to England mm. that perhaps um, it just came through in, in the tone. Yeah.
5: I think it was probably mm. St George's
1: day, so Marcus' spirits were running high, I think. <laughs> mm.
2: Well, anyway, uh, do check Maybe. out. Do keep watching our socials for that video. It is very, very funny indeed. Oh, very, very funny.
4: Very, very serious too. And Right now, it's time for emails with PED.
3: Y un show
2: It's time for emails with a PT a D, and my name is P.T.D., so I'll be the one who are who am who are dispatching them. If you want to get in touch with the show, as that uh, as that uh, jingle uh, just said, uh, just get involved by uh, sending an email to show at footballrambledaily.com. now. Hello to Lewis. Uh, hello from Shanghai, uh, China. Uh, my name is Lewis. My name is Lewis. I'm a live Pompey fan. And uh, last week's uh, mask Winger got me reminiscing about the former Pompey favourite, Luar Luar. If memory serves me right, this all took place following the demolition derby uh, when uh, Pompey beat the Saints 4-1 at home in 2005. Luar Luar scored two beauties and was subbed in the first half after getting injured. Safe to say we were riding high as Pompey fans for weeks afterwards, despite Luar Luar being temporarily uh, out of the squad because of said injury. So imagine my 14-year-old delight. Uh, it's not a sentence you want to hear, does it? Uh, when uh, Lualawa drives past <laughs> the uh, my mum's pub. Luar is just driving past uh, his mum's pub, uh, the old Oyster House. One of the regulars ran out and flagged the car down and asked Lumana to uh, come in. Uh, apparently, he resisted, but eventually decided to come in and meet some of his fans. It was great to have my picture taken with him, and I gushed with admiration at the local hero for 10 minutes until he eventually thanked everyone and left. I wondered how one of the customers was able to recognise Loa out of the window of the pub and grab him as he drove by. Our pub was accessible by a single road due to the university campus behind it, so it wasn't a prime location for casually driving around. Then as Loa drove away, I noticed a not-so-subtle subtle behemoth of a Land Rover uh, jeep Star vehicle with spinning rims, loud music blaring, and the licence plate Loa one 1-U-A, 1-U-A. I was still elated, and I felt like Lady Luck had gifted me with a beautiful story about meeting a hero that I would be able to tell my classmates about and be the envy of all my pumpy fanmates. However, over the next fortnight, I proceeded to see L- Lamana around around Portsmouth four more times, cruising in his humble, rim-spinning Lualoa jeep, accidentally meeting fans on the streets, and acting Coy when fans chanted him, uh, chanted his name, and talked about his performance against our local rivals. A man who truly knows how to bask in the glory of a derby win. And summer sight in front of Bobby Robson (laughs) at Fratton Park was just a taste of how much he loves celebrating a goal because he was celebrating those goals against Southampton for weeks. (laughs) Thank you you very much, Lewis. Good lad. Just enjoyable. Uh, Jake Rosenberg points out that the uh, MLS um, sort of keeper versus keeper shootout we were talking about uh, was actually a, a like a goalkeeping competition in an all-star event. Uh, you know, those like, you uh, know, in America, yeah. they love like those all-star games where they just, Get the best players mm. in the league, and they just play against each other, which I think they should do in the Premier League. Uh-huh. Uh, but in the in the lead of the game, apparently they, uh, uh, yeah, they tried to uh, copy the NBA's dunk contest and three point contest by having skills competition. That's where the uh, goalkeeping competition was started, uh, and uh, the keeper were just you know throwing balls at each other. It was never actually uh, included in
5: a, in a meaningful game. Uh, however, the original, yeah, but I think we, I think we knew that, didn't we? Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, we, yeah, yeah, we'd, yeah, maybe the goals were about twenty meters apart. <laughs> Yeah, I, I yeah, that that would be
2: weird to sort of see the the uh, the goals being wheeled uh, together but yeah. I, I <laughs> yeah. um but um but yeah, he does bring up the um the, that wonderful uh, MLS um uh, penalty shoot that where you got to run from the um, centre circle which I do think should be brought oh, that in classic. I do love, I That's mean, do love good, that yeah. so there you go uh, thank you very much to uh, Jake Rosenberg for that email Eric Dubois hello Eric uh, greetings from Ottawa Canada on the coldest capital city in the world on Friday morning great job despite the circumstances keeping myself and many others sane um, on to the subject though I'm um, surprised that you haven't talked about Joe Buck, a legendary sports commentator being offered $1 million uh, by uh, the pornographic uh, providers Pornhub to comment on cam girls. He turned it down, though, much to the dismay of his wife. I'm not going into the Twitter. I don't want to read about him. But uh, which of your favourite Premier League commentators would you uh, like to talk over your pornography? <laughs> <laughs> Barry Davies, all the so, time. I think Barry Davies. Oh, I, imagine.
5: I wouldn't put Barry I wouldn't put
1: uh, Barry through it. I think it's unfair. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, and you have it. to say that's magnificent. You it have be, to say
2: that uh, that IKEA side uh, table really is something else. Fantastic. Man. Oh, what a Ray bad Hudson. Hudson.
1: Yeah. Ray Hudson, anyone? Imagine no, state no, of no that. No. I, think,
4: I think I'd like to hear... I'd like to hear um, Luke and Pete have a go now that they've done the IGN uh, commentary. I'll do it. Did the other day.
2: <laughs> Send us your podcast. I, I like that you're um,
4: distancing <laughs> yourself
5: from that, Marcus. Very much so, Jim. Yeah. And I'm taking you with me. <laughs> you, you've, Marcus, you've thrown me right under the bus there. <laughs> because, because I mean, doing commentary with Pete would be very, very difficult in that situation. Are you suggesting that we should be in the same room as well? <laughs>
4: <laughs> what as the people uh, performing i don't think so uh, as each you other be, uh, you should be yeah. remote i love the fact that joe buck turned it down i thought thank goodness for that is there a pun there I, i'm not sure
5: <laughs> Almost um, certainly. oh by the way
4: i i suddenly thought to myself when uh just you mentioned barry davis and, and then mentioning um the stuff we did for the the lovely chaps at ign i suddenly thought Oh, I think I know what they're talking about, me being a bit miserable. I channeled my inner Barry Davis, and Barry Davis used to get quite frustrated with England at tournaments.
3: Saying
4: yeah. England aren't passing the ball very well. They've got to do this better. They've got to do that. And I think yeah. that's what I was doing. So I suppose they were a bit like, all right, lighten up, you miserable sod. Yep. Jim was my Trevor
1: booking. Lighting up musical side. Yeah, quickly, can we just go back to this this commentator, Pete? Did you say that his wife was disappointed that he turned it down, or do you mean so, relieved?
2: Uh, it's a lot of money, a relief to don't use that word. Um, I, I think it's just, I think it's just a, a lot of money um, to do what he's, oh, what he's, what he's probably doing in lockdown anyway.
5: she's like I'm not being funny I'm not being funny but I have I know what you're doing yeah I know what you're doing and all of a sudden you don't want a million dollars for it yeah you'll do it for free (laughs) (laughs)
2: yeah
4: under a different name,
5: Joe.
2: But... Uh, if you want to, uh, Marcus, you can't say that you're above everything and then constantly bring up the man's name because it rounds with fuck. That's... So let's let's no. let's be clear about this. The... You're a no, bo- that, yeah. just You're a about... man at an orgy wanking in the corner. You're a disgrace, Marcus. How dare you? How
3: bloody dare you? That's an
4: absolute. You said that in lockdown. You'd have never said that face to face. You dirty
3: little
4: <laughs> pervert. And let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Saying the man's name is not the same as saying something. It's the same, in the same way, being an innocent bystander is not the same as committing the crime, as you suggested it was earlier in the show.
5: It's a great, it's an amazing insight into Pete's character that any kind of <laughs> dipping of a little finger into the idea of something that might be possible is just the same as just getting right <laughs> in, in there, chest deep, and doing everything you want. Oh, I'm too, I'm
2: too good for this. I couldn't possibly... Oh, his name rhymes with something naughty. Oh. <laughs> if you want to get in touch with the show, it's show at <laughs> <around those
5: early.com. laughs> Oh, that round should come. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It literally doesn't. Um, I Mm. was wondering how long it would take us to completely lose the plot in lockdown. I've got my answer. Yeah, Yeah. here we are. Okay, (laughs)
4: let's have a bit of sanity back, ladies and gentlemen. It's now time for Pete's Film Club.
3: Pete's Film Club.
2: It is time for the film club, and oh my (laughs) days! I think this is my favourite film. We'll get onto it, obviously, Uh, this time round on uh, Pete's film club. uh, We went for a film uh, by the (laughs) name—oh my Uh, word—by the name of Hotshot. Uh, it was available on Amazon Prime if you want to watch it yourself. But basically, the plot goes as follows: an American soccer player tries to make it big, uh, turning to Pele, a man who's retired from football, the greatest soccer player of all time, for guidance.
3: I almost didn't recognize you with your beard. How do you know me? I've idolized you since I was a little kid. You're the greatest soccer player that ever lived. Thank you. I want you to teach me soccer. I am an out of soccer. look I'm desperate you want to be my assistant sure yeah no soccer that's clear that's clear you're gonna live here forever why not seems kind of remote for the world's greatest soccer player I like elsewhere We live in New York I was trying out for this professional soccer team the New York Rockers making the Rockers was the most important thing in my whole life I even pretended to be poor so the other players wouldn't resent me.
5: Hey, it's about time we got some talent on this field.
3: You want me to teach you some soccer tricks?
5: No, it's more than tricks. I need something. Now
3: you're going to learn. Time for school.
2: Guys, Hot Shots, how good was this film? <laughs>
5: um no I, 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 I feel like I want to jump straight in yeah. mm-hmm. and say that uh, I, first of all, think that without question the idea that pelé be described as the greatest soccer player of all time was almost certainly contractual <laughs> um, yeah. and and i also want to say that i thought This was obviously absolutely shit, but I also quite enjoyed it. Yeah, And I stuck it out. I wasn't bored. I got through to the end, chuckling away to myself. And for those who haven't seen it, (laughs) if I had to give you a log line to describe it in like a sentence, I would basically say it's like a gay football and karate kid. It is, (laughs) yeah. The
2: the subtext, I mean, it's been a pretty filthy show, let's face it. But this film... (laughs) is so wonderfully homoerotic, but not this kind of like like a, kind of like a, a genuine kind of like heartfelt it just looked like gay pornography at every point yeah every yeah. single yeah.
5: scene he was with Pele yeah. they're with their tops off sweating, doing some kind of manual labor or sport, and they, they share and exchange quite longing looks yeah. at each other over and over <laughs> again
1: yeah because- there's also a part in it where um, the idea is that Pelé is training this guy mm. because, it, for some reason, the logic of this guy's head in the plot is that he's not getting into his team, so he goes down to, to, to Brazil to, to basically be Pelé's butler in exchange for Pelé teaching him soccer, mm. in his words. And there's a point where, during this training, um, Pelé's giving him a piggyback. <laughs> and I'm not really <laughs> sure it's that, what, what's that, that doing of, of football training that is. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
4: I, I never understood how Topless he got... piggyback, of course. Yeah. I never understood how he how he knew where Pelé lived.
2: Well, he... Pele yeah, yeah. never
4: made clear. Pelé's living way out in the sticks. So he he goes to Rio, right, yeah. obviously gets mugged straight away <laughs> at gunpoint. Um, you know, lovely little stereotype of Brazil there. And then he sort of gets on the back of, uh, you know, like a, like a fruit van or, 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 or lorry and just sort of hitch, hitchhikes his way into the middle of nowhere turns up at pele's gaff right and and then is a bit like oh h- how you doing i've come from the states i'd like to learn soccer and pele goes no and then ah, oh. so he keeps on the beach and then just sort of hangs around the area and pele's really like oh well, you again yeah can i can you teach me soccer no can i be your assistant all right but no soccer yeah all right that's definitely going to be kept. But it starts, and then, and then it goes from
2: there. Yeah, but it starts with like the opening shot is the the guy who is a, an absolute hottie. Oh, that's amazing! It, like the opening yeah. shot is him arriving in Rio, yeah. and the first thing he does yeah. is, is go yes. to Christ the Redeemer yeah. and just stand in front of him and look out on the city. I don't know about you, but when I go to a city, I go to the biggest yeah. tourist hotspot and just look out over the city. I don't go I to my it. hotel and have a shower after a, like a seven-hour
4: flight. It's so good. <laughs> (laughs) It's like he's it's like he's surveying Rio. He's like, right, this is
5: just wanna get my bearings, this is what I'm up against, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Um, can I also say, like the 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 one thing that it took me a while to put my finger on this. Um, it's a film, and, and and again, this is for people who, who haven't seen it. It's more of an observation to kind of describe it to them. But it's made in the eighties, right? So it's made with that mm. that sort of weird sheen on it, and that and mm. that weird soundtrack, which Jim actually pointed out was done by William Orbit, which I had no idea. That's but it's it's, it's it's it makes the whole thing quite fever dreamy. Mm. And what, what they do is, for some reason, at the end of each scene. They leave about half a second too long, so <laughs> yeah. every single scene just feels like it's been stitched together with the next one, and you mm-hmm. don't really ever make a connection between the story that's happening. It's a really bizarre situation, and there's a there's an insane bit in it where he he um, he's with his mate who for some reason gets um, gets involved in an aerial challenge, and then he's just can never, will never walk again, uh, just to put a bit of epi- added Billy jeopardy walk, in it. it is yeah, is he's, he's, he's in Baywatch one? He? he was in Baywatch, yes. I think. Um, but anyway, before that happens, they go to this um, diner, and it's a double date thing. And he's with this girl, and he, 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 for one reason or another, he's living in a motel. And he goes back to the motel with this girl from the diner, and he's teaching her about soccer. And he's got a load. Of, he's got a board on the bed, ah. and this is in 1987, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Right? He's teaching her about football, and he's. <laughs> He's using tactics and formations and his team are playing a 2-3-5 formation, right? (laughs) Which, I I mean, I'm I'm no Jonathan Wilson, but I'm fairly certain in 1987 that Mm. was not happening uh, because according to the research I did and I found something in the Telegraph, that was football's default formation from the 1880s to the 1920s. (laughs) So he's He's... using a formation to describe (laughs) football as a professional athlete that is 60 years out of date. And I'm not, that for me is a yeah. deal breaker. Didn't Rafa
2: Benitez on his first date with his wife uh, explain 442? I was just thinking of that kind of uh, side of things. The, the, the whole story is kind of like, um, I, I kind of, we've not really sort of mentioned the fact that he's a rich boy who's trying to get mm. into a New York based professional soccer team. Uh, and he's pretending that he is uh, poor uh, because he doesn't want um, his teammates to, to kind of like mug off his teammates by being this rich kid who's managed. He doesn't want to be. Um, Mido, basically, uh, and he wants to get in this new. But but I have never <laughs> yeah. seen a footballer. I've never seen a man pretending to be a footballer be more ill at ease kicking a football. In every scene oh where goodness. he has to where he has to side yeah, foot yeah. a football, he looks like he's slipping mm-hmm. over with a standing foot every single time. Look, it's brilliant. he looks
5: like Santiago. He looks like Santiago. Munez. No,
2: he's be- M- Munez can actually he's kick a football. Good. This guy's all wonderfully awful. But I want to talk about those pictures, yeah. guys. Those New York Stadium. Pictures it yes. looked so hard on the knees, so hard <laughs> yeah.
5: yeah, I think that's giant i think I mean people who know more about it than me will tell you, but I think that is giant stadium, mm. and if you look at some of the um the the crowd shots they've cribbed from um from uh, NFL games or, or whatever it is Cosmos too. It, it's a lovely touch right. yeah you can see but you can actually see American football helmets on the bottom of the shot can
2: you yeah. <laughs> <Really? 'Cause laughs>
1: yeah. the great thing about the great thing about that final game at the end uh, is that it's clearly Jim spoilers again because like there are markings because there are mar- <laughs> <laughs> markings on the pitch but um, you can clearly see in the shots of the football that the stadium is completely empty. Uh, yeah. but then they cut to really, really busy crowd shots as well. <laughs> and if we can just quickly go back to Billy Warlock, his his last movie before Hotshot was called Two and a Half Dads, which I love. <laughs> you can you can tell there's a Again, a severe lack of quality going on there. But um, NASL had, had folded in 1984, did not it? So this came out in 1987. Right. So there is a, there is a real otherworldly sense that they're, they're just faking this idea that, that soccer is massive in America, even though it yeah. clearly wasn't because it effectively didn't exist at the time. But I think we need to talk about um, about the character of this man, the, Jimmy, the, the main character, because as you say, Pete, he, he pretends he's poor. So, he, you know, he doesn't get out as a rich spoiled boy. But then he, he is just an arrogant bellend to everyone <laughs> he meets, know. including <laughs> Pele.
5: He is the most unlikable lead character in any movie <laughs> I've ever seen. Ever. Yeah, I
1: would, I would have to agree. He's just, it's, it, <laughs> there's no even attempt at redeeming him because when his friend gets injured, the club basically do everything they can for him. Uh, like, the, the guy even says, "Oh, we paid him more than the insurance said. We did this, we did that. We we built like like we we you know we built everything he needs in his house." And Jimmy's like, "It's not enough." And then he threatens to quit the team, like <laughs> just before this final. And then the rest of the team join him. So like, hang on a minute, they've got yeah, above Jim, and beyond for this
4: guy. Did Jim? Did you like the fact that he was telling? He kept saying, "Coach." I want to play. Coach, I want to play.
1: And he just wouldn't <laughs> yes. listen to what the coach was yeah, telling him. And then the, 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 he'd go, Coach, why, why won't you let me play? And the coach would go, you're not good enough. he go, oh, come on. Come on. You're not giving me a reason. It's like, no, you're not good enough, Jimmy. <laughs> oh, but, oh, come on, Coach. Come. I just want to play. What more do I got to do? I'd be better. You've, and ne- less you- of an you've never
2: played in a professional match, Jimmy. <laughs> You've never played a professional match. We've not had you in any of the training yeah. matches. You don't know the formation. You think we're playing two at the back, you mentalist get out,
5: get out of my face. Can I can I also can I can I also just chuck out there that the script and the dialogue precisely for what Pete, uh, Jim is saying there and more over and above that, um the dialogue is absolutely dripping with top quality nineteen eighties dealers cocaine. <laughs> the whole thing is like a fever dream the whole thing is like it's utterly bizarre in these films
4: everyone is shit at football apart from pele obviously every single one of them like even everybody on so i understand if you've got the lead guy you want him to be the lead guy he might not be a natural player okay you're gonna have to work your way around that even if it's a bit crap all the other guys in the team um, of which they're obviously, you know, you've got a whole squad of players and some of the, the teams that they play. Surely you can just get a load of extras who who are proper players. They're all crap. And I looked at that and I thought, honestly, lads, us at the Football Ramble, if we put our 11 together, we'd hammer them. We'd absolutely hammer them. <laughs> they're that bad. And, my, and one of my favourite scenes of the film, just to finish for me, is... Pele's obviously on the beach showing him how to play football and do certain things. And Pele does an overhead kick and it blows the lad's mind. And he goes, Oh, I always wondered how you did that. <laughs> what do you
5: mean? <laughs> <laughs> you can see. <laughs> that scene really reminded me of the end of Karate Kid where he does the crane on the. Yeah, a bit of that.
1: Oh, it's so Karate Kid, isn't it? It really is. Can we briefly talk about Mario Van Peebles' um, Jamaican character, Winston? <laughs> Who basically <laughs> just dances and talks about reggae? Was that Mario Van Peebles? <laughs> was, was that
2: actually Mario Van Peebles? I thought Mario Van Peebles was one of the coaches. Yeah.
5: I believe no. it was Mario
1: Van Peebles. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Overall, can I? I mean, we, we we are hammering this movie, and it's a bit like shooting fish in a barrel. But I do want to reiterate: of all the movies probably of all the movies I've seen, it it probably is up there with the with um, a shot of glory as The my my favourite I've watched just because yeah. despite all that it was quite enjoyably watchable in a weird way it wasn't it wasn't so cynical like Soccer Dog and just so shat out like Soccer Dog it felt to me <laughs> like I had a bit of heart and they were actually trying yeah. and so for that reason I didn't I didn't absolutely hate it I'd probably give it like in in the context of this of this film club I'd probably give it like I don't know a seven or something
1: isn't that what we gave goal
5: <laughs> oh I, f- I found it as, as enjoyable as goal
1: yeah I did wow. too
5: Pete gave goal nine out of ten.
1: <laughs> I like the fact that,
2: um, <laughs> like, but all like Jim talks about, like the cast of the characters, like the, the Jamaican. You got the Egyptian guy as well, Mohammed. He goes, he goes on to, uh, he's he's quite a celebrated kind of like. um... Uh, an actor. uh, he's an Iron Man, and and he does a lot of kind of like translation and kind of oh, really? uh, language services for Hollywood. Um, he's he's quite a, he's quite a celebrated kind of Hollywood dude. Um, but there's nobody else that's gone anywhere apart from Pele. Obviously, he's continued on his, uh, you know, flatlining trajectory. It's it was an interesting Karate Kid kind of film, and and I also uh, will give it a seven. Um,
5: well, Pete, you say that, but it has got um, Penelope Ann Miller in it, mm. who's in um, quite mm. a lot of big movies. But obviously, she's hardly in it. Yeah. But she's in Carlitos' way,
3: mm. yeah.
5: Um, so she—I mean, she, she's hardly in it at all, though. I, I concede that, but I, I understand what you're saying. But she, I think that was her. I think this was her first movie, actually. Right. Well, start as you mean to go on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's only the only way is up. Yeah. (laughs) can I just say the reason I liked it more than goal Jim or I found that as enjoyable as goal is because goal was given 50 million dollars by Adidas if these guys had been given 50 million by Adidas they'd have killed themselves with drugs and for that (laughs) reason for that reason alone you've got to admire it yeah yeah, fair
2: enough. I like the fact that everybody in this film looked either 45 or 48. There's nobody in this film that yeah. you couldn't go, yeah, he's 48, but he's, he looks good for it. Oh, he's 48, but he looks terrible for it. Yeah.
5: Awful. Silly warlock. <laughs> yeah. What's next week, Pete?
2: Well, next week, guys, Eddie Bear on uh, Twitter suggested this one. It's on Netflix, so, you know, you've all got it, so don't worry about it. It's our first Bollywood film. Uh, it's oh, good. it's It's a piece of cinema oh, no. that had the working title... Goal until 2007. I wonder why that got changed. Probably <clears throat> because of the film Goal, you'd imagine. Uh, it's called uh, Dan Danadan Dan Goal, uh, which in English is oh, no. uh, Get Set Goal.
4: What do you mean, Oh, Normal? Oh, this it's... is the one that's t- two hours and 36 minutes
1: long. Shut up. Oh, yes. you're in a last Yeah, ditch. I saw this, <laughs> peak. Pete, I saw this exchange on Twitter. So this yeah. guy suggested this. Yeah, Marcus oh, no. pointed out it's two hours and 36 minutes long. The guy posted a, a smug gif as if to go, ha, 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 ha. ha. Yeah. Look what it forced you to do. And I thought, fuck off, mate. You don't, you don't get to choose what we watch. <laughs> and now you've done it. Look,
2: I went oh, in. God. I
1: went in. I watched the trailer. I watched a few
2: scenes. It's got a banging soundtrack. Admittedly, it is entirely oh. in Hindi. Uh, but it is filmed oh. in part of... It is... <laughs> It is It is filmed in part at uh, Millwall's Ground and also at Old Trafford. We've not done a Bollywood film. Uh, The jaded coach of Southall United Football Club assembles a ragtag team and helps lead the team to a comeback season. And Marcus, if you don't want to be thought of as the Michael Owen of the Football Ramble Daily, you need to just (laughs) book your ideas up. Imagine having the balls to release a film in India all about soccer. In, it's a cricket-loving country, for crying out loud. Actually, football is the national sport there.
5: You're having a, you're having a pop at Marcus, but I completely agree that two hours 36 <laughs> is too long. I don't care what the plot mm. is. Can they do it in quicker than that? Almost certainly. So I'm annoyed at you, right. but I will watch it. I'll
2: do a director's cut for you. Thank you. <laughs>
4: I've got I've got I've got even worse news. Uh, um uh, uh uh Charlie has just uh, messaged us saying that it's actually 2 hours 47
2: minutes. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh for goodness <laughs> sake. Oh my
2: god. Well, <sighs> a hero will rise.
1: Yeah. It's not far off two matches.
2: Dan dan <laughs> dan dan, dan go. That's what's happening next Monday, so uh yeah, book, book out a Sunday night viewing of that.
5: Great. Thanks. Yeah.
4: Well, God. there we are, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening oh. to the football ramble on Football Ramble Daily. Jules and Andy, they're in tomorrow, so uh, so get your luggles around that one. Um, Luke, one more chat from the patron, please, my good man.
5: Yeah, I think the national sport of India is actually field hockey. By the way, Pete uh, Marcus, oh. but we'll cross yeah, over wanker. that. Um, <laughs> the uh, I just wanted to give another plug, uh, plug, another plug for our <laughs> friends at Toshiba. Um, thank you very much for dedicating those three TVs to our three of our Patreon listeners. They are smart 4K HDR TVs with Freeview Play. Um, That is all courtesy of our friends at Toshiba. Many, many congratulations to Russ, Jim, and Joel. We'll be in touch. Look out for further competitions in the future for Patreon subscribers. It's patreon.com forward slash Ramble daily if you want to sign up. There's loads of great content over there. So please do so. Thank you very much. Nice one.
4: Say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye, Luke. Say goodbye, Jimmy.
1: Goodbye, Jive and Jim Campbell. (laughs) Say
4: sorry, Peter.
1: A la vida, baby!
4: And it's goodbye from me. See you soon, everybody. That was goodbye in Hindi.
3: This was a Stakano Production.
0: Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince has the place to score high-end essentials at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.
3: When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do